What's going on, family? Happy Monday. Welcome to another edition of the Faction Quick Hits. I'm your man, GB Gerard Bonner, and I hope you guys are doing well. I hope you had an amazing Christmas holiday and season. And for some, it's still happening, and I'm super cool with that. You guys know that. We've been working on some cool things, and I'm going to share some of that with you before we get off of today's show. But I want to say thank you for your continued support for all things connected to the Faction. We each had an absolute Absolutely amazing Christmas, and we've been working on something really, really special for you guys. Thanks for your continued support of all things connected to the faction. Whether you're following us on the socials at the Faction Show or you subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Google, or on Spotify, thank you so much for your support. We've got some amazing things coming in 2022. But I'm going to start by sharing this piece of news, which I think is kind of massive. Get ready for this week because we are presenting a two-part best of 2021 show. I got the brothers together. That's right. Courtney's with me. Clack is with me. We're going to be doing a huge two-part best of 2021 show. So get ready for that. That's coming this week to streaming platforms everywhere. So I'm super excited. It's going to be amazing. You'll even be seeing some video clips of it on the socials as well. So just prepare yourself for it. Just get yourself ready. It's going to be incredible. I'm excited about that. Also get ready because this week we will continue voting for the best or biggest, most impactful story of 2021. We started voting about a week or so ago. We're going to continue that voting, and I promise you by the time we get to the end of the week, we will know which story you believe is the biggest story of 2021 in the world of pro wrestling. So thank you for that. And as we're gearing up, of course, for our best of 2021 show, there's still a lot of current things happening, and we're going to talk about some of those. I want to start here because this is one of the biggest pieces of news that has happened over the last few days, and that is the announcement of the Owen Hart Tournament. That's right. The Owen Hart Cup is coming to AEW. You saw the announcement about a week or so ago on Dynamite as AEW has teamed up with Dr. Martha Hart to create the Owen Hart Cup men's and women's tournament. The official AEW Twitter account revealed that the tournaments will take place over the month of May and both tournament finals will be held at double or nothing with Dr. Martha Hart in attendance to award the cups to the winners. Now, why and how did this happen this way? Well, according to an interview that happened with Chris Jericho, he basically says this. For one, it's a passion project that consisted of Chris Jericho, Martha Hart, and Tony Khan. They took about a year and a half to put this deal together. And here's the big deal. Jericho feels as though Owen Hart's legacy deserves to be something positive and great relative to wrestling rather than just focusing on his death. It has been 20 years or so since the passing of Owen Hart. And so Jericho feels like it is AEW's responsibility to basically put some respect on Owen Hart's name and wrestling legacy. Now, it's interesting because you'll note a lot of the major players right now in AEW either had relationships with Owen Hart or were influenced by Owen Hart, be it Mark Henry, Chris Jericho, CM Punk, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So this gets 
really, really interesting. And I've had people really kind of ask the question, why in the world is AEW doing this and not WWE? Well, certainly if you've watched Dark Side of the Ring and the episodes surrounding Owen Hart, you understand that there is not much of a relationship between WWE and Owen Hart's family. In fact, Martha Hart, Dr. Martha Hart, his wife, certainly sued the WWE. There was a settlement that was involved. She has refused any opportunity for WWE to induct Owen Hart into the Hall of Fame, though that is something that they have wanted and fans have wanted. So for fans who are interested in all things connected to Owen Hart, you'll be looking at AEW. In fact, there's some merch that's out there now, courtesy of Pro Wrestling Tees for Owen Hart. Really the only merch that's been available since his passing. So uh, certainly check all of that out. But congratulations to AEW for bringing us the Owen Hart Cup Tournament on both the men and women's side. And that's coming May 2022 now their significance for that for one of course the month of may is double or nothing but the month of may is also the month where owen hart passed away so this is going to be very interesting to watch how aew handles it one thing we know for sure aew shows a lot of respect to wrestlers and wrestling legends with that said Yesterday marked the one-year passing of Brody Lee, a.k.a. John Huber, whose career spanned across, of course, WWE and AEW. In the WWE, he spent most of his time as part of the Wyatt family, a former tag team champion, a former intercontinental champion, a former NXT tag team champion as well. And then, of course, in AEW, his short run there included a run as the TNT champion. And I think over the last year, AEW has been incredibly consistent with their support of the Huber family, with their love for Brody Lee. It's been amazing to watch. So we certainly take time to honor and commemorate the life and the continuing impact, the enduring impact and legacy of Brody Lee, who passed away a year ago today. So what we're going to do is this. When we come back, we're going to have an interesting conversation about what the first week of 2022 looks like in the world of pro wrestling because I guarantee you it looks incredibly different than the first week of 2021 on a lot of levels. We're going to talk about that when we return. I've known Dylan since he was 15. I've known what a crazy fanatic he's been. He never just went and played. So what are you doing? Well, you know, I got to plan the show first. He wants to be the guy shaping. Dylan used to run shows back in his hometown, and ever since he moved to Atlanta, I know that he's been really wanting to start his own company here. I had that fear of not being what's interesting in Atlanta. I said, I'm going to start my own wrestling promotion. You need to get in a room with this guy. Because at the end of the day, wrestling had grown stale in Georgia. I'm like, dude, this guy's ruffling everybody's feathers. Dylan learned that I'm impatient, and I announced that we were going to start a promotion 90 days later. And I knew that I had no content. But then I started to see all the things that he was doing. It was starting to look really professional. Gary had stirred up so much shit. We were gonna be the laughing stock of the entire city if we didn't deliver. Perception's reality. How do we get on Southern Honor? What was the process of them walking over there like, I'm gonna do that? I thought, honestly, he was dead. You hear his brain swelling. I literally thought Southern Honor was probably done. You always told me if 
You don't like an idea, come up with a better idea. You're telling me you won't listen to the idea? And we're gonna pack 1,000 people. I couldn't wait for an answer from Chris. We weren't sure. No confirmation. How about that? The lights are going out here. The first indie show I've ever done in 23 years was with Southern Honor, and now everyone's talking about this company. Nothing bigger than that's ever gonna happen here. A few minutes later, it was extremely hard to maintain relationships because I was working with Gary. I don't know that they would go to war for me. They would go to war for Dylan. Finally, this year is going to be mine. COVID. I can honestly say my last match will be here just because Southern Honor is that special to me. So many things that have happened in my life that you could write on paper and it would read as a book. And Southern Honor is just another chapter. As long as there's a win. All right, guys, so 2022 is shaping up to be massive. Another reminder, we have our big end of the year show. It's a two part show that's coming to you this week. So be on the lookout across all streaming platforms. And so while we'll save a lot of our recap of 2021 for that, I do think it's interesting to take a look and prepare you for 2022. Traditionally, over the last 16 years or so, the opening salvo for pro wrestling in a new year has been coming from New Japan Pro Wrestling, their annual Wrestle Kingdom show, which happens on January the 4th. Over the years, it has moved to a two-day event, which of course has influenced WrestleMania, and we'll talk about that in a bit. But this year is the first time we're within the first seven to eight days of 2022, the three major wrestling promotions will all have massive shows. It all starts, of course, in the WWE for the first time ever as they present the day one pay-per-view, which is set to go down right here in Atlanta at State Farm Arena. Day one, January 1st, WWE is going to be kicking off the year in a massive way, of course, with huge main events, including the WWE. WWE Championship match, which is now a fatal four-way match. Big E defending against Kevin Owens, the newly re-signed Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, and Bobby Lashley. I'll tell you this, coming into, say, last week, I really wasn't all that interested in this particular match because it certainly seemed like the go-home match, the bye-bye match, the swan song for Kevin Owens. Now that Kevin Owens has re-signed and Bobby Lashley seems to be on a roll, this fatal four-way could have very interesting implications, obviously, as we go into the Royal Rumble, which is later in January, and then, of course, heading into the road to WrestleMania. One other thing that's super interesting, of course, is the big rematch between Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar for the Universal Championship, which has had a major wrench thrown in it. Now that you have Paul Heyman no longer associated with Roman Reigns, what does this mean for Paul Heyman? What does this mean for Roman Reigns? What does this mean for Brock Lesnar? Are we being swerved is the wrestling fans question in me because I don't see Paul Heyman leaving the business, which is what all of the scuttlebutt was about on Christmas Eve's episode of SmackDown. Will he go back to hang out with Brock Lesnar or is this again a massive ploy on the Roman Reigns side of things to get 
this false sense of security for Brock Lesnar, only for Brock to be defeated and Roman and Heyman to reunite. I think it's all interesting and all of those levels of intrigue make day one a very interesting pay-per-view for the WWE. I'm hearing it could become an annual pay-per-view which again gives WWE an opportunity to jump in front of everybody else to position the year. Now, where that does get challenging, of course, is you have the Royal Rumble happening, which is going to be a stadium show in St. Louis the end of January. Now, where I think all of this becomes even more challenging is the Omicron variant that is impacting the rest of the world right now, of course, relative to COVID-19. Now, what I'm understanding is that a number of wrestlers this weekend alone missed dates because of COVID-19. How will that impact Raw tonight? How will that impact all of WWE's programming this week, including the day one pay-per-view this Saturday night and ultimately even attendance for the Royal Rumble. Now, of course, this time last year, the WWE was involved in the Thunderdome, which was their big attempt and a successful attempt, I think, in at least having the imagery of fans back in the arena. Of course, we would see fans return at WrestleMania and then on a more permanent basis, in the summer of 2021, what will happen? How will COVID impact uh, certainly pro wrestling? We're going to find out. It seems like the rest of the world does not want to quarantine. I'm certain that the WWE will not want to quarantine. They will not stop bringing fans to shows. So it's going to be interesting to see how pro wrestling navigates COVID-19 in 2022. Certainly having fans back in 2021 was a significant moment, and we had not heard a whole lot about wrestlers contracting COVID, but this whole episode with Omicron is a completely different beast as we're seeing, in my opinion, it feels more like March of 2020 than it does December 2021. With that said, we'll keep our eyes on that. The day one pay-per-view will be kicking off the pro wrestling calendar in the WWE. So if you're making plans, plan for this Saturday night, New Year's Day, to be watching the WWE day one pay-per-view on Peacock, which of course this time last year, it would have been the WWE Network here in the States. Now, this does not change what New Japan Pro Wrestling is going to be doing on January the 4th, which by the way, this year it is a three-night event. I hope you're preparing yourself for this, a three-night event event which is going to be absolutely crazy nights one and two are going to be broadcast live on new japan world which should be absolutely incredible and we're getting an understanding for what some of these cards are going to be well here's what i can tell you for sure night one Night one is going to be something absolutely special as we're going to be seeing in the main event for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Shingo Tagaki will be taking on the G1 Climax 31 winner Kazuchika Okada. It's been a while since we've seen Kazuchika Okada in the main event of Wrestle Kingdom. So this is going to be intriguing, of course. Honestly, we could say in this modern era, it was Kazuchika Okada and Kenny Omega's classic at Wrestle Kingdom about five years ago.
ago now that really changed the course of history for New Japan Pro Wrestling, brought their American involvement to new heights. Certainly it was how I found out about it. And it's changed the game. Kazuchika Okada, the massive, massive superstar. Can he take on and defeat Shingo Tagaki, the third IWGP World Heavyweight Champion? We'll find that out on January the 4th. Other big matches include the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Hiromu Takahashi is the challenger and the winner of the Best of the Super Juniors 28 tournament. Takes on the current champion, El Desperado. The tag team champions... Tai Chi and Zack Sabre Jr., a.k.a. the Dangerous Techers, will be taking on the winners of the World Tag League Tournament, which is Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi. Tomohoro Ishii, the current Never Open Weight Champion, will take on Evil. We'll also be seeing Tetsuya Naito, Sonata Mbushi, representing LIJ, taking on Jeff Cobb, the Great Okan, and Will Ospreay. And there are some more pretty incredible matches that are going to happen, which will include the return of Katsuyora Shibata. I'm telling you, if you guys have never seen him in a match, you'll want to watch Wrestle Kingdom just for that. He's a huge legend that seemed to have his career over by injury from a couple of years ago. He will be back. This will be special. It's happening at Wrestle Kingdom night one. That's January the 4th. January the 5th is night two. Will Ospreay will be getting a shot at the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, whether that is Tagaki or Okada from the first night. We'll also be seeing the new U.S. Champion, Kenta, taking on Hiroshi Tanahashi for the U.S. Championship. That's going to be incredible, along with a number of pretty amazing matches that you will not want to miss and for the first time ever there's going to be a stardom match at Wrestle Kingdom that's right a tag team match as Mayu Iwatani and the Starlight Kid take on Tam Nakano and Saya Kamatani that's a stardom match for the first time ever happening at a Wrestle Kingdom this is going to be amazing and i am excited to see that again that's night one and night two we told you it's going to be a night three of wrestle kingdom night three of wrestle kingdom is going to be amazing and here's why because for the first time in wrestle kingdom history it will be new japan pro wrestling taking on pro wrestling noah that's right Japan has multiple pro wrestling organizations, and the fact that we're seeing this as night three of Wrestle Kingdom is going to be insane. This is the equivalent, quite honestly, of if AEW and WWE did a joint pay-per-view battling each other. This is going to be special, and that's going to happen on January the 8th. So January the 4th and January the 5th will be Wrestle Kingdom 16 happening in the Tokyo Dome as it starts the 50th anniversary of New Japan Pro Wrestling. And then day three will take place on January the 8th. Pro Wrestling Noah takes on New Japan Pro Wrestling in every single match. Can't wait to watch that. And if that's not enough, same day, January the 8th, AEW will present their first massive event of the year, and that will be AEW Battle of the Belts. That's happening on TNT. So before we get to that, I think it's important to note this. January the 4th and 5th, of course, Wrestle Kingdom 16. Also January the 5th is 
AEW Dynamite premiere on TBS. So one of the big announcements coming out of 2021, of course, is AEW getting this deal with Dynamite on TBS. Rampage remains on TNT. From there, it was also announced that there would be special quarterly events on TNT, which if you remember the Clash of the Champions back in the day in WCW, this will really kind of resemble that. Hence, the Battle of the Belts. So we'll get into the Battle of the Belts in a second, but remember, AEW Dynamite premieres on TBS January the 5th, that is a Wednesday, and it will be headlined by the rematch between Hangman Adam Page and Brian Danielson for the AEW World Championship. That's going to be insane. They had a 60-minute classic a couple of weeks ago that I think is definitely a candidate for match of the year. Certainly one of the best things we've seen televised in a very, very long time. AEW's getting it done. So that's happening there. And then, of course, Saturday night, AEW Battle of the Belts. We don't know all of the matches yet, but we do know for sure that the women's championship will be on the line as Britt Baker takes on Riho. All of the titles will be on the line in AEW at Battle of the Belts, so be on the lookout for that. So again, a massive first week of pro wrestling happening all across the world. Remember, day one from the WWE on January the 1st, Wrestle Kingdom January the 4th and 5th. AEW Dynamite premieres on TBS January the 5th, January the 8th, Wrestle Kingdom Night 3, as Pro Wrestling Noah takes on New Japan Pro Wrestling, same night, AEW Battle of the Belts on TNT. What are you going to be watching? Now, you guys already know I'm watching all of it because that's just the way that it is, and we got to keep you posted on what's going on, so going to be incredible make your plans now because this is going to be great wrestling action to start off the year 2022 and i should throw in there too january the 7th the first card of 2022 for southern honor wrestling if you're not already subscribed to independentwrestling.tv do that today go to independentwrestling.tv you'll be able to access all things southern honor and a ton of other independent promotions there are literally like a hundred independent promotions on there Tons of wrestling to check out. All of that for $10 a month. And if you use the promo code SHW, you'll get your first five days for free. If you're going to be in the Atlanta area, we would love to see you on Friday, January the 7th for SHW 35. It's going to be massive. So with that said, definitely interested in which of these cards you'll be checking out. Let us know on the socials at The Faction Show. Again, Monday Night Raw, the last Raw of 2021 happens tonight. It's the go-home show for Raw for day one. Should be very interesting for sure, though I'm hearing there's going to be a wedding tonight. Yeah, Maurice and The Miz are renewing their vows. I don't even know how I feel about this, uh, but yeah. Anyway, Raw tonight, and then of course, all of this is leading up to day one in 2022. And remember, this week, we release our two-part episode, Best of 2021. Don't miss it. All right, guys, until next time, representing for my good brothers, Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and the fourth horseman, John Murray. My name is GB Gerard Bonner, and this is The Faction. I need my people, here we go.